the first thing that I would recommend if somebody um, is feeling low, I'm going to not call it depression, but if somebody is feeling low, then please reach out uh, to family and friends. Social relationships actually are very, very helpful in getting you out of a slump. Exercise is another thing that you can do at home. It can be, I mean, it can be jumping jacks, uh, jacks and skipping. But any kind of aerobic exercise will really get uh, your happy hormones going. Hello and welcome to Dr. Vedya's Heal at Home. This is your podcast for everything health, nutrition, fitness, yoga, Ayurveda and much more. Hi, Shraddha. Hi. Hi, Aarti. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's everything going with you? Very well. Welcome to a session of Dr. Vaidya's Heal at Home. Uh, and today Thank what you. we're talking about is grief, coping with grief and depression. I want to start with introducing myself. My name is Aarti from the Idea Studio. And I have with me the lovely Shraddha. Shraddha is a psychologist and currently studying her doctorate in neuropsychology, which means her PhD. She owns Synapsium, a brain healthcare center, um, which treats psychological and neurological illnesses. Shraddha, would you like to introduce yourself just a little bit as well? Sure. Um, So maybe let me simplify it a little bit, actually. On everyone because yeah. um, so I'm, I practice as a neuropsychologist and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of psychologists, counsellors who work in the mental health space. I work um, in a broader area so that's uh, why my centre is called a brain healthcare centre. I work with uh, people who've had uh, brain illnesses like a stroke or uh, Alzheimer's dementia or a direct brain injury because of a car accident, for example. Um, and and I think I get to see a whole lot more of the brain's functions, which is uh, which is an um, interest of mine, of course. So, yeah. How oh, excellent. Well, um, so Shraddha, let's jump right into it. Uh, I wanted to start off by reading out some alarming stats that I read because I was preparing for our chat today and I checked them and rechecked them three times to make sure that I was reading right. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a country where mental health is so stigmatized and people hesitate all the time to reach out for help, help um, I read that 7.5% of India's population suffers from depression, according to the WHO. That mm. is more than a thousand lakh people. Is that correct? Is that statistic correct? And the WHO also reported that there were 235 lakh deaths from suicide uh, last year. That right. comes to nearly 600 daily. It's an epidemic of epic proportions in our country and still people are so hesitant to ask for help. Tell us what's going on. So, um, you know, these stats are absolutely alarming. I mean, I read this a few years ago. I was uh, scrolling through um, the world um, by numbers or there's a website like that which uh, gives us stats about the world. And what I learned is that the number of deaths by suicide it's about 17 to 18 times that of um, 
deaths by war terrorism um or even homicide which is and combined all of those combined so it's it's really unfortunate that um it doesn't get the kind of attention that it should and we're not really doing anything about it even though it can be preventable these are deaths that can be avoided this is a loss that we don't have to incur and and the stats the other thing that you read out right about depression yes absolutely it's um the percent of people who are actually going to suffer from an episode or a bout of depression through their lives ranges so um studies estimate anywhere between about 12 to 16% of the population so um they call it a common cold of psychiatric illnesses it's it's that common so yeah we should definitely learn about it so these crazy numbers these high statistics this high rate of suicide why is it such a stigma in our society to talk about it and to seek help for it I think it's very very deeply rooted in our culture to um to just not talk about issues related to the brain these are issues that need to be hushed up they're issues that you deal with within the walls of the family why do you need to go to a counselor why do you need to go to a psychiatrist i mean you have your family that's who you should talk to and that's the general understanding and I feel more than when you compare it to physical illnesses and other medical illnesses the terminology is also different this is a disease that has come to you from outside but when it's something psychological there's that sort of misconception of a free will and choice right so people kind of think of it as you're choosing to be difficult you're choosing to be lazy on days that you can't get out of bed and and i think that can only be resolved by more and more awareness and genuinely people like you you know who are doing crossovers even though this is not your main area of work but you're recognizing the need for it and helping spread awareness so it's fantastic that you're doing this work because this is the least that we can do so yeah so let's bust bust some myths about depression um i remember you and i were chatting about it earlier and there were yes. so many misconceptions that even i had about depression and i would love to hear what some of the common myths are um in india and everywhere ab- around the world about depression and what the truth is the main symptom for depression has to be sadness and crying and the person has to uncontrollably cry all of the time and if that's not the case then it's just regular sadness and you know i mean then it's not um it's not an illness that needs to be cured it's just a mood um that's unfortunately not true depending on how old you are depending what your gender is depending on several different characteristics and your own personal life experiences the main symptom that you might show could be very different usually for middle aged men the main symptom is actually loss of interest and irritability it's not actually sadness our culture in particular though it's actually global right we're not supposed to talk about men being depressed or men showing vulnerability of any kind emotionally definitely not um so the numbers for um depression in men 
are extremely underreported and those numbers are also really startling and when that's kept bottled up and emotional emotions aren't resolved it can have uh, dire consequences so understanding so what um, you're saying is that sorry yeah, so yeah, what you're saying is that depression is not only about crying and feeling sad it can be smaller things like not wanting to go out in public not wanting to be social just being irritable like you said with men just being irritable um and and what else what are other signs that something is 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 wrong right so l- let me walk you through that the first thing that we need to know is that um because of the brain chemistry a lot of your regular functioning would be disrupted insomnia so the inability to sleep or the inability to actually stay asleep for a long period of time waking up in the middle of the night um appetite being affected either sleeping to uh, sorry so either eating too much so binge eating or loss of appetite these are two main things that we should watch out for the other thing of course is a sadness of mood withdrawal as you mentioned so withdrawing from your friends isolating yourself um not enjoying the things that you used to so um even if it shows or even if it's a, a hobby but just not being able to connect with things around you um these are signs that one should look out for and the main thing the differentiating factor between just a day that you're having an off day or depression is that this needs to continue for a period of time and by the guidelines what we go by is about 2 weeks so 15 days consecutively i think the um the most unfortunate one is that people think of it as um, a choice you know people think of because of the different symptoms right i mean uh you'd become low on energy if you've been chronically depressed for a while so family very often or even in your workplace people will start to um believe that you're lazy you're not putting in the effort and and that's very unfortunate because a lot of adolescents actually come to me where the complaint always is my parents don't understand me and the parents are complaining about how um the child is just not living up to their potential so um that that is uh, that is quite uh, that's very um, that's really unfortunate yeah but tell me um like we were discussing earlier grief is linked to depression you know somehow and we've yes. been in this situation where we are in lockdown where we're not functioning uh normally this whole uncertainty yeah. uh you Absolutely. know um, and and can you talk a little bit about that the relationship of grief and depression and how one should deal with that right so um i'm so glad that you brought this up because for the last few months what we've all been going through is um so let me actually begin by defining grief grief is actually extremely normal it's a normal human reaction to any kind of a loss now that loss could be of a loved one it could be a financial loss it could be loss of normalcy and unfortunately we're suffering all of this together all of us are suffering 
through all of this together so it's this cumulative grief right now which is it's putting people in a downward spiral and i mean i've had off days which are really really bad and you see no end to how things are going to be but um i think i think what's most important about um grief is to be able to process it how to deal with people who feel that you're not depressed who feels it some sort of phase jo cake ya burger khane se chala jata hai a lot of people actually do believe that um yeah like i mean you know have a top of ice cream have a piece of cake or a little bit longer term would be get a job things will become okay get into a relationship it will become okay um so i think the understanding uh, needs to change which is that yes there can be factors that are surrounding you so there can be external factors which can impact um depression but the depression so depression is a neurochemical imbalance it's an imbalance of chemicals within your brain so think of it as a deficiency when you have a deficiency of a vitamin you're going to take supplements to actually have it corrected so, so how when do you people who don't understand that i think we have to do what we're doing right here it's going to change i think one person at a time so hopefully um all of us are going to go out and tell one more person that um this is what we learned are there different levels of depression yes yes that's a good question actually um yes yeah, so of course there are technical terms also dysthymia is a, a very mild chronic form of depression um and then there are severe forms of depression which can often lead to uh, suicide uh but not always so the severity uh needs to be dealt with differently from the outside it seems they have everything they're so good looking they have money paisa hai shohrat hai shaan hai everything else what do they have to be sad about so what is how do you see that as a perspective on depression the the sort of you know foundational understanding over here is that uh depression is linked to things outside of you but it's really not it's it's within you it's it's a very physical it's a chemical illness which can be changed through various different uh, situations it is reversible or it is curable that's the sort of general understanding that people need to have do antidepressants always cure depression antidepressants um so it's a little bit of a complex question um there are times when antidepressants will be needed sometimes short term sometimes long term but as a psychologist i am always going to recommend psychotherapy whether it's along with medication or not but it's always going to be uh, recommended because chemicals so medicine can actually help you rebalance the chemical uh, deficiencies but your thoughts actually impact your mood so to change your thoughts to restructure your thoughts you need therapy depression is a widely used terminology 16 year old kids write on social media boyfriend ke sath breakup ho gaya i'm depressed is this correct very often i would say no it's not because um like i said the understanding of depression is that it's a um 
it's an english uh, vocabulary term that's how it's used it's not used as the psychiatric illness clinical depression um and there's a yes, there is a difference but yeah. for a clinical depression it would have to continue for a period of time are bipolar people more inclined towards depression uh so depression is actually a part of bipolar yes bipolar would mean extreme highs and extreme lows so the lows are depression yes okay uh, can someone have low energy levels in general uh without necessarily being depressed how do you know the difference between you know just feeling low all the time and being depressed right so um yes absolutely there are of course other physiological reasons also because of which you could have uh, low energy levels and um so on and i guess on an offshoot right now since we've all been stuck indoors uh we're not getting enough vitamin d and deficiencies of vitamin d can also lead to uh low energy but depression is something that we have to look at um in its entirety so i would need to know a lot more about the individual assess for different symptoms as well so uh um, so, yeah. going back to my question uh, i want yes. to ask you uh, we talked about the stigma in indian society you know people saying ki are you know mai psycho ho gaya mujhe you know like depression hai or like you know people saying that acha don't worry about it phase hai chala jayega burger kha lo cake kha lo um but the truth is it's really important to reach out and ask for help when you're going through yes. this um and can you talk about you know a little bit of an importance of how important it is to reach out because i think that you know of course when you see the statistic of 235 lakh suicides in india in one year often wonder why don't these people reach out is it because there's no family support is it an accessibility thing what do you think um i feel it's a really complex issue and the reasons are as complex so um there's no doubt that there isn't enough access to professionals because there aren't enough uh, professionals in the country that's one so yes. the patient to professional ratio for the field of mental health is horrid it's absolutely abysmal in india that's one but the other thing is also that i think it's not um it's not really recognized and in a certain age group especially in urban india now there is an age group between you know anywhere between 12 to 35 40 who are quite open about it especially in urban india so it's a large population who are willing to reach out but people around them uh don't usually recommend it wouldn't encourage it in fact would discourage so family so, members need to be supportive and family members need to say that these go get help kisi ko help karne you know ke liye you should have certain things in place certain infrastructure in place uh in terms of support uh can you appeal to our listeners on the importance of getting help before taking any rash steps sure yes um so i believe that everybody can actually be helped if they uh just reach out and if they speak to people of course the first line of uh contact you know can be a close friend can be a confidant just having somebody to listen to you 
and heartfelt listening to uh, show concern and to actually feel cared for that can really really help even in that last moment before somebody decides to take a rash uh, decision but reaching out in time whether or not you're sure that you know you need therapy or you don't because not everybody understands what therapy is so mm. even if you don't know contact a psychologist just speak to them they will most likely answer your questions and explain to you what psychotherapy is what is counseling why do you need it do you or do you not need it um but but we can definitely uh uh you know we can definitely be certain that actually everyone can do with a little bit of therapy so um, yeah how nice but it's nice to know that you know even in situations that are so extreme you believe that therapy can prevent those sort of situations in india the major problem is the lack of awareness i think the way that the whole world has actually rallied for covid i think that's what we need for mental health because like you said right the numbers that there we know of it we know exactly what's happening but um, the awareness is what is needed yeah absolutely and and just to know of course like you said it's a chemical condition there are lots of uh, medicines both allopathic and ayurvedic to deal with yes. depression in um you know things like anxiety sleep disorders and everything else uh yes. can you talk about a little bit about dealing with grief because we sidestepped away from the de- grief but just a little bit about dealing with grief and depression how somebody can do it from home what are things that can help and then i'd like to end with preventive well-being right so um so let me actually break it up a little bit the first thing that i would recommend if somebody um is feeling low i'm going to not call it depression but if somebody is feeling low then please reach out uh to family and friends social relationships actually are very very helpful in getting you out of a slump exercise is another thing that you can do at home it can be I mean it can be jumping jacks uh, jacks and skipping but any kind of aerobic exercise will really get uh, your happy hormones going um these are a couple of things that I would recommend uh very quickly and easily apart from this what I would recommend as other preventive measures one is meditation mindfulness meditation would be something that everyone should practice for a few minutes a day um it there are so many different benefits of it i can talk about that separately for half an hour uh, so i'm not going to get into the yeah, details but you tell us a few um yeah shut up yeah please. sure all right so um the first thing is uh when we talk about covid right and the uncertainty related to covid what it brings up and related to this entire lockdown what it's bringing up for all of us is a fear of the future nobody knows what is going to happen so nobody knows what's going to happen how do you plan for work how do you plan for anything and to avoid that fear right it's it's a normal natural reaction obviously you're going to be scared in this situation but to not get carried away with that we need to be here in this present moment 
to step away from all of that thinking which is usually ruminative right it doesn't lead to anything productive so meditation the first thing about it is that it'll help you stay in the present and the second thing is that um i guess this is a little bit associated with grief um and i think a sort of uh, underlying pursuit of happiness which is what we were talking about right we're never satisfied we all always want to be happy it's not possible though so a constant pursuit of happiness is indirectly telling us that something's wrong we're never okay and that's why we want to be happy happier happier and mindfulness actually can help you um enjoy the present moment to its fullest and when we can build that as a habit we create a feeling of well-being within us and um yeah and apart from that neuroscientifically speaking it actually can restructure your brain it can actually change the shape of your brain so Amazing. um one of the preventive things you said is meditation and mindfulness um and yeah yes. you were talking about the others yes um the others is um and one more thing very quickly it'll help you sleep better and we all definitely need that um we definitely so that's one yeah. um i would recommend practicing gratitude that's a quick easy one you can do it anytime but um think of three things every day that you're grateful for think of three things that um you have in your life or you've had an experience through the day which you're thankful for this creates a very very strong feeling of contentment and that's more long lasting than just fleeting joy um and yeah i think when you bring in ayurveda right there is there's a whole lot ayurveda is not just supplements as most people understand it actually it's a way of life and there are many things that we can practice from it um that can actually help as well but there are supplements Absolutely. i i definitely understand that so uh, and i'm a big follower oh uh, so the so yes. doctor ideas we have of course uh, anti anxiety uh, anti stress uh, supplements all 100% natural with herbs we also have for insomnia and sleep but you're absolutely right ayurveda is a way of life it's a lifestyle choice from what you eat to what you do when you wake up in the morning um and that's the approach it takes a holistic preventive approach so you're absolutely right right so counseling the use of alternative medicine uh this can help what else um apart from this like i said right exercise is important and another practice that we can build um for well being is to journal emotionally um we need to process right so without actually professional help one of the things that we can do is to just note and journal every day there doesn't have to be a specific question it doesn't have to be um writing only about your day but just letting your thoughts flow and this is um, i think a lot of kids had a diary that they used to keep right like a secret diary yeah it's a very very good practice to continue even through adulthood um because i think we've kind of touched upon it right we just talked about how you can um, process your emotions this is a good way to actually process them excellent so, to sum everything you said up uh is that 
the depression and suicide related statistics in india are crazy we have as many as 600 people a day who commit suicide uh, we have 7 and 1/2% of the population which is almost 900 lakh people um affected by depression and it's so 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 important to reach out as shada said there's always help that's available um and of course in places that is inaccessible your social network your support system your people at home need to tell you that it's not just a phase and that it will pass and get calm you will feel better uh but actually support you in this journey uh to good mental uh, well-being and i just think just like you look after your body and we exercise uh, you have to look after your mind and also make sure that it is in the right place and in the present um a few questions before you actually say anything yeah that yes. was so well summed up oh my god that was that was fantastic that was really good yeah and this is a topic that really needs like you said awareness and discussion and people need to talk about it more i'm a huge propagator personally of mental health and i'll be honest i've had people um you know my own friends and family say that no no it's for weak minds you know and it's it's just not the right approach and it has to be about creating um a healthy environment around you i think we're better people if our minds are looked after just a few questions shada uh maintaining a journal seems like an easy effective way so thank you for that thank you for a super super interesting session thank you so much aarti this is uh, i'm so glad we could chat about this today thank It's you shada Stay yeah. safe, stay home, and thank you for all that you're doing in the space of mental health. Thank you, thank you for actually um, bringing this forward. And yes, take care. Absolutely, take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doctor Vedya's Heal at Home. Until the next episode, we'd love to hear back from you for questions, feedback, or anything else. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Vedyas and we'd love to have a chat with you. And if you like what you heard, then don't forget to press the subscribe button and do share it with your friends and family. We're nothing without our listeners.